You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 18th, episode 3266. Good morning, horse people. Before we get into some serious show today, I just want to announce that I fixed my standing desk and I can continue doing the show and I'm not going to quit. Okay, good. <laughs> I stand up to do the show. I've had a stand for how many years? Probably what, eight or nine. And I've, I just got so used to doing it standing up and then it broke before the show on Friday. I just felt like I was totally out of place. I just, it was weird. Glenn, you know, I feel like it's amazing that you're so excited that you fixed something that you have. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, we have a more serious show for you today. Of course, uh, a lot of you have heard that we lost uh, Philip Parks over the weekend. He was host of the Dressage Show for 11 years. Um, and, you know, Reese and I did a special episode yesterday. The guts it took for her to do that is amazing because uh, Phil was her best friend. But we're going to play that entire tribute that we did at the end of this show. So if you want to listen to it, you can. If not, uh, that that's fine. It's up to you or if you heard it already. But after the Daily Winnies, I want to talk to my friend Jamie, my therapist, about some things I learned through this whole process. So uh, Jamie and I often joke that this is our therapy. We do this show for our therapy, and if you guys like it, great. Um, but today, you really are going to be a therapist, so you can send me the bill after, all right? I'm sitting down. I'm ready. I'm at my <laughs> sit-down desk. Oh, yeah. You used to record standing up, though, in radio days. Yeah, I know. I'm just – I live a sedentary lifestyle now, so I just chill. <laughs> all right. We're going to do some Daily Winnies, though, because the show isn't the same without them. We have some auditor birthdays over the next couple of days. Tanya Fleming, Lindsay Ardmore, Phyllis Allen, uh, and Legacer listener Rhonda Crabtree. Happy birthday to all of you. And Rhonda is still listening to or all Legacy, of our episodes. One of those. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So she's still there, still doing it. And thank you, Rhonda. We appreciate it. Some of y'all may uh, have listened along with the fact that I'm not a great sleeper. And I don't, uh, like, if something wakes me up, I will have trouble going back to sleep. That makes two of us. So I would like <laughs> to thank the collection of humans who ruined my night last night with, let's start with my brother who called me. At 1 a.m., which is 2 a.m. his time. No alcohol Why? involved? Oh, come on. Why would there be? <laughs> Who, 
And he calls and he like wants to talk. And I answer him like, hello. You know, it, it just, it's not going to go well. I, I can't remember. I woke up this morning. I'm like, did that really happen? And then the cool thing is my husband had to go on a work trip at like maybe three. He had to leave. Now it sucks worse for him, but that's going to wake me up. And then the fun part was apparently he had trouble with the dog. So the dog's barking. Uh, he put him all outside. So then uh, when he left, the dogs were all outside, which apparently barking outside of Lucas's window woke him up and he made his way down to my room at about four in the morning. So it's been a really fun night for me. And I just, I'm just really happy to be here. Really happy. I'm laughing because you and I are the same when it comes to sleeping. And we both married spouses that'll sleep through anything. Oh my God. <laughs> Jennifer will sleep through freaking anything. It just pisses me off. <laughs> We're going to do, we're going to talk about our sponsors first because I don't want to interrupt uh, the rest of the show with that. Uh, why don't you tell us about Cosequin? Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. And the PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science, and their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put the research to the test at horseinnovation.com. That's horseinnovation.com. Well, as I said, right after Jamie and I are done talking a couple minutes here, we'll play the episode recent I did. Uh, recorded yesterday in honor of Phil. And if you want to listen to that, you feel free. If you don't, then we'll see you back here on Wednesday for our normal programming. But I just, Jamie, I wanted to share, we haven't had a chance to talk either. I wanted to share with you some of the things that I learned through this process. So we knew two weeks ago, recent and uh, Reese and I and a couple of his friends and, and a few close people knew what was going on. So he had mm -hmm. a stroke on the 4th, and then he was in a coma ever since then. He never, he never regained consciousness, so he was never in pain. But we were talking every day, and we were knowing that the inevitable might happen, and we were hoping that there was something you know, positive going to happen. What, what we learned, Reese and I both— through this process is the power of community. You know, I go to these podcasting conferences and they talk about how you can develop a community around your show and it's all community, 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 right? And mm -hmm. I think what we have goes beyond that. We really have a family. When, when, when we saw the reaction, the hundreds of comments, uh, people who listen to the Shaw Show, which there are thousands of listeners, uh, the hundreds and hundreds of comments, and then just the private conversations I've had with people, mm -hmm. I'm proud of, and you, you're, you're the, you and I are a big part of this because we do a daily show, um, but every show has a community. But I think as HRN as a whole, it goes beyond community into family. Um, and I, I kind of knew that. We always say that, right? But until something like this happens, you don't really see it. Um, and, you know, the comments I got about our show and the things that came up, it just, you don't really see it until it becomes very evident in something like this. And 
you know, I often say to sponsors, when I talk to sponsors, I say, you don't understand the power of podcasting over any other medium is because it is so personal. And when you read the comments that about Phil, how they're going to miss him, they spent every week with him. I felt like he was my friend. And you and I have seen that. I mean, I, I, we've traveled around the country and we've met so many of our listeners and they're talking about us like we're their best friends and we've never met them before that moment. Uh, now, our auditor group helps us get to know our listeners better, right? So that really is a family in the auditor group, but it extends way beyond that because there's thousands of listeners, there's 500 in the auditor group. And um, I think that's what I learned is really the power of podcasting. And believe it or not, Jamie, w the nonsense we do here every day might actually matter to some people. <laughs> I know that's a shock, but... <laughs> Matters to other people besides us. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. exactly. Apparently, um, I mean, we've heard that before. How many emails have we gotten over the years from people saying, you know, that that they were going through a tough time, a divorce, or or I, I, when we get the most emails about helping people is during the election cycle. <laughs> Jamie will test to this. The last election cycle, especially, we got so many emails from people saying, "You guys are helping me get through this," because you don't talk about that. Um, and then COVID too. I mean, we help people get through that time. Um, so it, I think that was the thing that really, really stuck out to me is, is that. And, and, you know, and then it also got me thinking that we kind of, I take f for granted a little bit, uh, hanging out with you three times a week and doing this show, you know, and I do it a lot on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So almost every day, but you take it for granted. And then when I see what Reese is going through, I just want to thank you for still being there and for, and then I want to implore you to not do the dangerous horses and give them to somebody else. <laughs> oh, buddy, I love you. This is, this is a, a very unexpected, delightful part of my life. When I've got this job 13 years ago, it was like, okay, well, so you know. Because she didn't take horses. it for the money. We don't do this for the money. Let me uh, clarify. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's turned into like, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, and it's so, I, I got a message. I'm going to call this, this listener out. Uh, she messaged me yesterday and was asking me some questions and then just said, just from listening to the podcast, I feel like I know you and we have so much in common. I love horses, baseball, and I have an 11 year old son. Oh and and I wrote, oh, my God, we're like sisters. And she wrote back, except for you won't like the baseball team I like. And God, I say, I hate yours. <laughs> well, clearly she's a Mets fan. And I thought we could be friends. But that's the kind of like communication that you get with me. It's so fun. Like I, I had a, just a delightful day talking to her. And it was really nice, actually, because I've had some kind of uh a tough weekend with clients and horses and decisions. And I've had to make a lot of decisions recently, which we'll cover in the coming weeks. But like, it's just a lot of stuff has been really tough. And, and just to, to hear from somebody like that, and, and to be able to hear this from you this morning is really, really nice. You know, here's the thing about it all is, if you're not waking up and enjoying your day, figure out a way to to enjoy it because as we see you know phil phil was a member of of the horse radio network a family. very healthy member by the way he wasn't a, sick a, no yeah. a, a a member of the the horse radio network family a, a family man through and through and then also you know a really huge part of the dressage community and 
he his his reach was so broad and so many different veins and he he got into people's houses and cars and phones and whatever doing the podcast and 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 stuff like that like and then to just be gone so so that could be any that could happen to anybody so i i mean that's why i stress like live your life the way you want to live it you know like don't get yourself in financial trouble. Don't get yourself in any trouble. Just, but like, live to make your own heart full, and 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 find peace in your own heart, and surround yourself with people that make you feel good and lift you up, as opposed to surrounding yourself with people who bring you down. Those are some also some decisions that I've had to make in the past couple months of like, you know what? I, every time I'm around this person, I don't feel good. So I'm going to make a change around those. And that's why today's our last episode. Uh. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's true. Like you, I mean, heck it's so cliche, but life is short. Live it. You know, we got to live it. I, you know, I still, some people still wonder probably why I sold the Horse Radio Network, and uh, Jamie knows intimately why. Uh, so when I had my health scares, and one of those was, it was pretty bad. Um, and, you know, I had the cancer I'd and the say, multiple surgeries. I'd say cancer and surgery is pretty, pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, and then septus. Sepsis is the, that's the one that almost got me. Um, and you know, it's what got Uncle Jimmy. Um, so it was right after that I said, I can't do 100 hours of stress every week anymore. You know, the mm-hmm. fun part of our job is this, is Jamie and I hanging out on the show. That's the fun part of the job. Everything else I do is work. It's it's running the network. It's There's 30 shows. That means there's 60 hosts and, you know, and dozens of sponsors and all that has to be coordinated. And, and that's the that's the work part. That's the job. This is fun. That's job. Um, but I just couldn't continue doing it anymore. And I said, look, I'm not going to be here another couple of years unless I change something. And that's why I sold the company is because I needed to change that so that I could live longer because I could tell I wasn't going to live. I wasn't going to live forever with that kind of stress because stress kills people. And you knew it. I mean, you knew it before I got sick. But I mean, we were discussing it the whole way along because Jamie really is my therapist. Um, she's free, too. She doesn't send me a bill. So I, I should. It's better than better help. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not saying she won't send you a bill. So don't don't uh, don't call her later today. Um, but but that's why I did is because I just needed to take that stress out of my life. And, you know, I really stressed over buying the land we did because, you know, for, for once in our life, we had a little bit of money in the bank, not enough to last us forever with stuff to work. Um, but we had a little bit of money in the bank, and Jennifer really wanted to have our own property again. We never swore we would never buy more than two acres again ever in our lives because we had 100 acres. We owned the 20-acre farm and the large 100-acre farm. We did all of that. And it was a lot of work. Jamie knows it's just a freaking lot of work. All the time. All the time. And now we go and buy five acres. And thank God we did because Jennifer's never been happier. This is her thing, right? And so when we needed a break over the weekend, I posted a video in the auditor room. We needed a break over the weekend. We went up to see how the land clearing was going and took a walk around. And I was at total peace. And I went, Mm -hmm. okay, this is why we did this. Um, It'll be some work, but you know what? I'll be semi-retired. If all I'm doing is this show eventually, then, you know, I'll have time to do that. And it'll also keep me from sitting around watching TV 24 hours a day. Well, see, that's the thing is Chad and I talk about how much work it is. And I'm like, what's the alternative? You want to go inside and just sit down? 
Because that to that me is, is the alternative, right? That is the alternative. <laughs> and a lot of people enjoy that. And that's a big part of some people's life. And that's great. Well, I find joy out there working. Like I love scrubbing water troughs and, and I mean, I love mucking stalls, but it's just part of it. And that's what you do. I've learned how to drive the zero turn mower. Look at me. Like that. all this stuff is just stuff that it adds up to your whole life. You know, it's all little pieces of the day that become your actual life. And yeah, there's, there's ways to do a lot less, but the lot less alternative to me is not appealing. I don't, I don't want to do less. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to walk outside when it's like, you know, freezing cold or 900 degrees and like do whatever I got to do. But all the, some parts add up to the lifestyle that we all love and live, you know, and we're all, uh, nobody said horses was easy at no point. You know, I, I looked at a pie chart graph the other day that was like kind of a joke and it was a big circle and it was like this huge chunk for paying vet bills, huge chunk for mucking stalls, huge chunk. And there was a tiny little chunk for riding the horse. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is yeah, so that's true. about accurate, you know, because <laughs> there's so much work associated with it. But like, if it was work to us, we wouldn't do it. You know, I, I, I wouldn't, if I had to go outside, if I had to go outside and dig ditches all day, that would be work. Like this is, I don't dig ditches. I play with horses. So yes, it's work. And I, I've had to make some changes to my job and my lifestyle too, which um, just uh, uh, changing for, you know, what is going to be better for my business model and what is going to be better to make us happier. And we decided like kind of less horses is going to be, you know, Chad's like, I don't understand. He's like, all summer, you like, you want to go on a breakfast date? And I'm like, I can't, I got to work the horses before it gets too hot. You know, like stuff like that. Like I say no to stuff all the time. Hey, he, he had to, a layover in Nashville and he was like, do you want to come to Nashville with me? And I was like, I can't, I got to take care of the horse. So I'm doing some things to change that, to make my family lifestyle a little bit better. And I'm, tr I'm just like you are in that phase of like, let's see what I can do to make my life a little better, a little easier and a little happier, you know? And so it, it is, it's a constant re you know, almost like constant rebranding. You have to constantly rebrand your lifestyle to figure out ways to keep yourself happy and fulfilled. And, and that changes. You're right. That absolutely changes. Cause when you're young, you just go at a hundred miles an hour and nothing's going to stop you. And everything's out there as a possibility. And as you do get a little older, you realize that, you know, maybe going at 100 miles an hour all the time is not the answer. Uh, you know, the answer is a little different. And, you know, mm -hmm. and it, but it changes. I mean, it changes all throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I think the people that are the most miserable are the ones who don't change with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, who, who have to keep it the same way it always was. Lord God. I mean, this is the longest I've ever had a job. I mean, the longest you ever had a job too for that matter. <laughs> I mean, it is the longest I've, we, I was changing all the time until I found something I really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We're constantly changing. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to learn about podcasting, to learn to keep up with the changes that are happening in our industry right now, which are changing faster than they ever have since Jamie and I started. Um, and, you know, I hired somebody that's helping me do that. Ashley's helping me do that. AI is becoming huge to help us do a better job at what we're doing. Um, and I was all opposed to AI. And then, you know, Ashley started showing me what it could do to save me time. I was like, Holy cow, where was this all my life? So <laughs> I think we all have to evolve and change. And, and that, you know, 
what, when we were taking a look at the property again and that building, having the barn and the house and all of that stuff, it all has to be built. And we're learning because I know nothing about any of that. Uh, I mean, I know how to build stuff, but I don't know anything about the permitting and all that crap you have to go through. Um, and it, it was like, let's put the shell of the barn up, and I want to finish the inside. I know how to do woodworking. My whole family was woodworkers. So I know how to build stalls. I know how to build a tack room. I know how to put in ceilings and floors and all that stuff. And I really want to. Uh, and part of it for me is a challenge, right? It's a challenge to do it. And so when we build the house, it's going to be done. I'm not doing drywall. I've done that before, and that just sucks. So the drywall will be done, but we're painting. I'm, I'm installing the kitchen now that I'm an expert. I did one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, w- I love the challenge of all of that. And it's like, okay, that that's satisfying me right now, the thought of doing that ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and I never thought I would say that again, ever in my life. Because I've remodeled yeah. houses before, but I determined that, you know, I kind of liked it. Now, uh, you mentioned AI, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. I watched iRobot with Will Smith last <laughs> night, and I would like How to disagree. How old is that movie? That's a while ago. It, well, I, I take my child through all these things, you know, like it, it, I rewatch everything through his eyes and like, wow, I don't know if AI is such a good idea. <laughs> Other than that, I agree with everything you're you know, saying. Terminator didn't <laughs> think so either. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't want to belabor this. I just wanted to tell you what I thought and thank you for being there with me to do this show because well, it is therapy uh, yeah. and it's therapy for not only us. And that's what really hit home <clears throat> over the last week is uh, apparently what we do matters to people. So thank you all for listening, for being part of our HRN family, not just a community, but a family. We appreciate that. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Wednesday, we'll come back with weird news and and all the usual stuff. Uh, And we, you know, Ashley's been helping us find some guests that are a little different than we've talked to before. And that's been fun for us. So we hope it's fun for you as well. Uh, Any final words? I'm going to play, we're going to play right now, Reese and I doing a tribute to Phil. So as I said, if you've heard this before, then we'll just see you on Wednesday. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Love you again. Love you, Glenn. Love you, mean it. This is episode 728 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. This is Glenda Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network. And this is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, this is a show that, you know, I started this network 2008. And this is a show that I didn't imagine I'd ever be doing. <laughs> yeah. Try and hold it together. <laughs> we are going to try really hard to hold this together. We really are. So for those that don't know, um, Phil passed away a couple days ago. And uh, you recorded with him on Thursday the 31st, the last episode he did, right? That's correct. Yep. And, and we, how was we, he we, that night? He was great. We uh, we actually recorded, um, that was technically our day off. Um, and, and we would do this frequently um, because his schedule and my schedule, I was uh, on a committee for the Brook USA and, and on uh, the following week, which we typically would have recorded. Um, and we went ahead and recorded early because I had that event. Um, and yeah, he was great. I mean, it was, we had a good recording and everything was fine. So, um, he was in good spirits and, and he was our normal Philip. So, 
And then a few days later, on the 4th of September, literally a few days later, yeah, uh, you heard from his wife, Meredith. That's right. And, you know, we had talked a little bit on the weekend. Um, I can't even remember about what. I would have to look back. But, um, yeah, we had talked a little bit via WhatsApp. I mean, we talked pretty much every day. Um, and that was about horse shows or about what was going on with our horses. And, um, yeah, so he was good. Talked to her on the weekend. Uh, and then Monday, uh, he had a stroke. And it wasn't just a small stroke. It was a massive stroke. Um, mm-hmm. And he basically was un- unresponsive after that. He never did really come to. No. Um, so he didn't suffer. I know a lot of people were asking if he suffered because then, it, no. then it, he passed on the 15th, which is just two days ago, whereas right. we're recording this. Um and uh, so it was a rough couple of weeks for his family and his friends and for us. Yeah, and- we knew uh, Meredith called. Um, you know, we had a really unique friendship because um, my husband and Philip and Meredith, his wife, we were all really good friends. And we would travel outside the show and, and hang out together a lot. So, um, and I'm very, very thankful for his wife. His wife actually was there when he had the stroke. So she was able to get him to, to help immediately, which was good. And, um, she really did keep, keep us, uh, in the loop. We kept it actually very quiet, uh, just out of privacy for him and Meredith and his family. Um, but he did pass away very peacefully with his family and friends surrounding him. Uh, so we wanted to thank all of you for your kind words over the last day since the announcement was made. There are hundreds and hundreds. Oh and my hundreds. goodness! Yes, I just and we've been reading them. I mean, we've we've really have read them all. We've tried to reply to as many as we can. I have to be honest. I think Glenn and I today it's uh, Sunday when we're recording, and we're both we're both really exhausted. And and I know Jennifer is also exhausted. But my goodness, I I can't thank everyone enough. I it just the love and, and the feelings and, oh gosh, we can't, we really can't thank you enough. It's been, that's been amazing. Actually overwhelming. Wouldn't you say Glenn? Yeah. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. You know, horse radio network and the dressage show, all the shows uh, really have developed, you know, they talk a lot in podcasting about building a community. We built a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. I mean, judging by the number of, messages you've gotten, the number of messages I've gotten, all from listeners who we become friends with. You know, yeah. In my world, most of my friends, and 90% of them are from the shows, and they're listeners, or, or you guys. Or, I mean, you and I were friends yeah. first, but yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there, we have a lot of friends as a result of doing this for so many years. And, you know, yeah. you, you guys did this for so so many years. I wanted... I t- I, I took one for the team today, Reese, and you I did. went through you and did. read every post, and I compiled some words that kept coming up over and over and over mm-hmm. again about Phil. Um, and yes, this, by the way, I, one of the things, let's address this. There was a lot of people that said, he seemed so healthy. He was. This was not, he was. This was not something was. anybody knew anything nope. about. Nope, not his wife, nobody. Nobody, I don't, I, not him. I mean, he really, truly was a healthy guy. I talked uh, to him, what, the day before you guys recorded on yeah. the 31st for an hour. And we just talked for an hour about his life and all of that stuff. And there yeah. was not, I mean, he seemed fine. <laughs> just, yeah, he really was fine. And 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 that that um, was a blessing. He really, he again, he did not suffer. So um, I think it was hard for all of us because, you know, there was no time. Um, 
thankfully we we were we were we had had just some meetings about the show so we actually knew uh kind of the direction we were going um and that was really cool um and we got he had got to know i mean you'd given us the latest numbers and that kind of thing so that was awesome and uh yeah he was really healthy and the, the last thing we talked about was his uh three-year-old who he was talking about on the show um and uh Gosh, what they were up to with her, and that would be his three-year-old horse. Horse, yes. yes. <laughs> Philip and Meredith do <laughs> didn't not have kids. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have kids, and they have a wonderful dog and cats. Uh, definitely fur parents, um, and and so yeah, he was really, really, truly healthy, and and it was a blessing. So we do kind of keep hearing that, and and I know people want to know that, and I think that's important to know. So the words that kept coming up over and over and over again: kind, gentle. Generous was one I saw a hundred times. And the generous mm-hmm. came from people he knew locally in the dressage community. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, not funny. It's all of this is sad. But um, I heard from one of our listeners that's been a listener since day one on our shows and listened to every one of your episodes. And she's up that way. And she said, you, you know, she started hearing it through the dressage community up there before we announced it. And yeah. she said, I hope Meredith's ready because there's going to be a lot of people at at the service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he affected so many people in Canada, you know, worldwide with the show, but in Canada, just mm-hmm. because he was the guy that was always out there helping people. Yeah. And he was, I mean, it, I think that was just a huge thing to know about him. And uh, also his wife, Meredith, she's a veterinarian. I mean, they're just really kind, wonderful people. And uh, he did, he would help anybody. He would answer calls, answer questions. Um, he certainly put up with enough of your calls over the years. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't get away from me. Let's be real. Uh, but yeah, truly, uh, you know, he was one of my trusted advisors off the show. I mean, I never, never bought a horse without Philip with me, you know, or he, he came, he came to Europe a few times, helped me buy horses. Um, in, uh, I did actually purchase a horse last week and, um, the horse was doing a pre-purchase, um, and there were gunshots next to where they were doing, like he was next to a shooting range. And I, I sent Meredith and this is when he was, you know, in a coma and, and I sent her, I was like, please show him this video because he's got to know <laughs> that I finally bought this horse that was Reese proof. Like it's next to a shooting range. Like This is perfect. Phil would love it. And, and it makes this horse even more special because Philip did, did know we were buying him and he had okayed him. He passed the Philip test, which was really wonderful. And um, yeah, so he's one of my trusted advisors for sure. One of the next words is positive, and this is one, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be brutally honest here. Reese and I can get a little grumpy sometimes, um, and, <laughs> and Reese and I were friends long before she was doing the show, but we can get yeah. a little grumpy sometimes, but Phil always would, like, <laughs> smack us around and bring us back. It was, <laughs> well, yeah. hey, but we also have to talk about Grumpy Phil. Yeah, oh, in the winter all the time. <laughs> So Phil would get grumpy in, in the winter and, and I was always in Florida. So of course it's beautiful and there's beautiful things going on. And then I would come on and he's like, I don't want to hear about how nice it is down there. And so I would, I would always, um, you know, banter back and forth and talk about grumpy Phil. And so people did actually that grumpy Phil came up. Quite a bit. Grumpy <laughs> he winter wasn't Phil. really grumpy. He would just get grumpy in the winter. So, so, you know, he was, uh, <laughs> He always did give us a positive, when we're talking business and, you know, things, there were some years that, you know, things weren't pretty lean for Horse Radio Network. 
Um, you know, big surprise. We don't make a lot of money doing this. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> big surprise. It, but... <laughs> um, so, you know, and, we, you know, during all of those conversations that we had about, are, is even the Horse Radio Network going to continue, you know, back in the, what, this is 2014, 15, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. Phil was always like, let's just keep, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. other words, wise giving. This is this was one I saw the most. Reese and Philip were a great team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were a great team. I mean, this one was you know so cool to hear. <clears throat> and a um, lot of listeners posted that. Yeah, and we were a really great team. <clears throat> and we'll talk a little bit later about some of the things we did. We did things that when when we brought them on. Um, so I actually had, uh, I was, I was here, uh, about a month before Phil came on and, um, you know, it became pretty apparent, you know, when we were looking for co-hosts that, um, it was nice to have a male voice. And I mean that, and just cause it was easier to distinguish between the two people. Oh, I like male, female co-hosts. I think yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. It works really well. And, but at first Phil, like, you almost didn't let, let him come on. <laughs> I admit. And we have to talk about this. This we'll is talk. funny. He almost did not make it. And I really, I finally was like, Phil, you got to loosen up, man. Like, because I knew him, I knew him quite a few years before and, and we hung How out. How did you and ever did meet him? Well, we met at the Young Dressage Horse Trainers Conference in 2005. And so we were really good friends before. So that conference went on for 10 years and there were five of us that went to all 10 conferences and he just applied and I applied. And I don't know, sometimes, uh, I think it was right before we, yeah, we got married, Travis and I in 2006. Um, but we were sitting together or something. And then we were like, we really, we really like, you know, like hanging out and we have a very similar view on training horses. So it was kind of a generic thing where we would just always kind of hang out and sit together and, and chat about horses. And, you know, we have a lot of our friends that come on the show, like our, our, they come on quite a bit. Um, Katie Pogue, Megan McIsaac, you know, those guys came to the conference and we would just get to sit and train horses for three or four days and um, have a lot of time to socialize, no clients, which was what was really cool about that event. A lot of, a lot of cool relationships came out of that event and that's how we met. So I knew Phil and um, kind of called him and said, Hey, you know, I got asked to do this thing. And um, I said, I would only do it for a few months. That's why we always joke that I would only do this for three months. Cause I told Glenn. Oh, I, I had to talk Reese into this. I, oh, I was working he really on her did. for a long time. <laughs> he worked me into that. I was like, Glenn, I don't know. This is a, you know, I don't know. And this is way early in podcasting. It was. I have to remember. Was. 11, the sound was 11, terrible, by the way. I went back and yeah. listened to your first episode. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And we're talking almost 11 and a half years ago now. Right, we're getting close right. to the halfway mark, you know? And so, uh, you asked me to do it and then Phil came on and you called me and you're like, Reese, I don't I don't know if this guy's going to work. And I was like, no, he's really great. Like he's not coming. Well, he across. was very like most people that I've had host their first shows over the years. They're very stiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dr. Wendy, who you know, and is one of yeah. the most fun loving <laughs> partying people you ever meet. Yeah. Um, her first episode was terrible the, of the driving show. And <laughs> I told her, I said, Wendy, you've got to just be yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what you told Phil, right? I did. I, it was like, you have to be yourself and just, just have a shot before you come <laughs> on. So I think he had like two. And that's actually when we would get into it for that first six months. I mean, he and I, if you really listen, were pretty hammered, like, <laughs> or would get hammered as the show went on. 
<laughs> and because uh, you but, were a communications major, but this was not something that you ever no, did was, before. I, no, I was diplomacy. Oh, diplomacy. That's so, right. Diplomacy. Yeah, that's I have a completely different. In, <laughs> yeah, diplomacy. <laughs> Just so we did media training and that kind of stuff in, in grad school, but no, I I don't have. I mean, we had like a day's course of media, like not how how do you handle you know uh, a, you know some kind of you know, tragedy in Iraq or something like that's the kind of media training we had, but uh, yeah, nothing formal and Phil either. And actually Phil, um, he unbelievably did not go to college. He went to Europe and, and rode and, but he's like literally one of the smartest guys I've met. And his ability to communicate was, as we all know, uh, was amazing. And he got to the point where, you know, after so long you get in a pretty good rhythm and also, the way our, our year works, you know, when I'm in Florida, I'm super busy. So he would take over and we didn't have to talk about it. Like when I was in Europe in August, he just booked the guests and I would see the emails coming through and, you know, we just did that for each other. And I think that's what happens when you have a, a long time partnership with someone is you don't even have to kind of say it. He, I mean, he knew what I was doing in Europe. I mean, he was getting videos every night, so he knew and he would just book guests and, and take care of things. And, and likewise for me, because in Canada, the, the season's so short. Um, so we were able to to do that. And and he did. He loosened up and he actually became the he, the, the uh, bad cops, the wrong word. But he would ask the hard questions that I would like never. Ask oh, yeah, before. he would. For well, sure. He would ask and it didn't matter who it was, who was famous who, whatever. Um, he wouldn't do that. I mean, he would, he would, he had the ability to do that, which was great. So once we finally got him to loosen up, then we weren't completely drunk all the time. <laughs> First, you'll have to go back guys and listen. It was actually really funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he was able to do that and, and he really could ask the hard questions and, and in a kind soft way, uh, which was great. And, you know, we, I, 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 it, Glenn took one for the team. I couldn't really go back and and list all the Olympians we were able to, um, you know, listen and uh, interview and teams and. But we did so many. We did some really really famous people, and we would both be a little bit nervous um, doing that. And and I'll never forget our first press conference because when we would go to the WEG or to the World Cups, we could go to the press conferences. And I mean, I looked at him and he looked at me, and I was like. I can't believe we're sitting in here. They let us in here, you know. <laughs> I still say that <laughs> it was it was it was crazy. So, um, yeah, that was that was crazy. So I wanted yeah. to before we go on. I wanted to say the one other thing that I saw, <clears throat> the one other statement I saw that kept coming up over and over and over again. And if this is how when we all leave this earth, if we're remembered this with this one statement, we've done all right in life. And it was, he was one of the good guys. Yeah. I love that one. If we all leave that way with people yeah. saying that about us. Yeah. I mean, wow. That, that would be amazing. And I think, I think Phil's done that. And, you know, I think everybody feels his loss and his tragedy and it's just, he's way too young. And was he 41, be, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 41, 42. I can't remember. He's a couple of years younger than me. Um, but we celebrated his that 40th means birthday. He started this show when he was in his late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So did I, Glenn. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> he was like, easy, Glenn. Um, <laughs> and it's true. You know, he, he really, truly, and he was 
just like he came off on the show. That's how he was in person. For sure. I, you know, I got the privilege of cruising with him uh, yeah. on one of the horse lovers cruises. He was on the first mm-hmm. one, actually. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, we got to know he and Meredith. When you cruise for six, seven days with someone, you get to know him really well. <laughs> you get to know him, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, mm-hmm. on, you know, from the whole Horse Radio Network community, all our hosts and listeners and sponsors and everything, our condolences go out to Meredith, his family, and all of you. Uh, this is a loss for all of us, you know, together. So, yeah. um, you know, so we get, keep getting the question, what can I do for Meredith? Well, fortunately, yeah. thank God, he lives in Canada and they have national yeah. health care. So that's something anyway. Here it would be disaster, uh, especially yeah. with what what all the medical care he got. So what, is there something that's going to be put together? What's the story? There is. So just know that, um, first of all, Mary was very supportive of us doing the show. Glenn and I, um, you know, we've been in pretty constant communication with her and she knows, you know, and she gave us our blessing to, um, have this show. And she said, right now I'm just not, and I can only imagine, um, she's not, she said, you guys, I know you'll do a wonderful job. So she does know we're doing the show. And, um, right now, um, there will be a celebration of life. She uh, and his family, uh, thankfully his mom uh, was, was at the hospital and, and, and um, part, part of, there was very great family support. So um, there'll be a celebration of life. We're just waiting to hear when that will be. Um, And we, Meredith and I uh, are going to sit down and, and decide how we want to honor him. So we're hoping there'll be a scholarship. Um, that's that's the current plan, um, but we'll, we will get back. That. He would have loved it, and so that's the plan. Um, but we need to disorganize it. You know, obviously, with us being in the states and Canada, and it gets a little bit more complicated. But we'll we will figure something out. But as of right now, she just well wishes, and she is she is okay. Um, you know. Thankfully, she she uh, is a veterinarian and and has a has a good career, a very very good career, and and she's okay. So um, just please know that she has our blessing, and she's thinking about everybody, and uh, so is family. And and again, they were great support of our show. Um, so there will be something in the future. Just kind of keep an eye out. We of course will announce it on all our channels uh, so that people can 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 help us hopefully with that scholarship. And the other question that everybody's thinking but not asking yeah. <laughs> is what yes. about the dressage radio show? Yeah. So, um, like, good I, question. I think I we're thinking it's in. a, it's a, we're thinking it too. Um, great question, actually. And again, um, we could, because we had had a meeting pretty, we had had a meeting recently. And so we had an idea and, and Phil and I both were not, not done with our podcast journey. So I kind of feel like I'm not done with my podcast journey. It just, this show and this radio network have been such a huge part of my life. I mean, for the last 11, I'm going to go in a half years because uh, I, I was a few more shows ahead of Phil. But, 11 um, years and three months. 11 years and three months. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, 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 it just, just to stop would, would be really hard for me. You know, it just I would lose not just Phil, but my other family. So, um I'm not ready to stop. Um, I do. I can I add that nor would Phil yeah. want you to? <laughs> no, no. I can he, hear him I, in my head saying, oh, what the hell's gosh, wrong with you, week, Reese? <laughs> all week. I've been hearing Phil like, Reese, you get out there and teach those lessons. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, all week. Finally today, I'm like, Phil, it's Sunday. I need a day. <laughs> I have tried to be brave and, and get up every day and, and teach lessons and keep moving forward and training people. 
which is what he wanted. So, um, you know, I, am not quite done yet. Um, I, I can't lose Phil and my other family. Um, I, I we don't know yet what it's, what the show is going to look like or how the co-host, we, we don't know that yet. Um, we will kind of, I need a month or so to um, come on. So the dressage today team is going to take over, um, for, for the month of October. And then I'll be back, uh, which was, which is the plan. And, and Clint and I'll talk about it. There'll probably be a lot of alcohol involved, um, <laughs> but we'll figure it out and um, we will do that. And and I truly mean that like this network is truly family. We're all friends. We all see each other um, and make it a point. And, um, you know, if, and also Paul, who who we haven't talked about, but Paul, yeah. our producer, um, he was with Phil and today. I. Yeah, he he, you know, I've kept him in the loop. I think we're all just so um, overwhelmed right now. Matter of fact, I, Paul I, I, probably recorded more episodes for you than anybody. He did, yeah, he did, and and I mean, it, you also have to remember we were. The Thursday night during the pandemic, I mean, we all three of us look forward to being with each other. And, you know, uh, Paul's in England. Phil was in Canada. Paul I was, was doing this at like two, midnight or one o'clock midnight, in the morning. He does it, yeah, <laughs> like one o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, it was a huge community. And we tried even, you know, I my fondest memories, and that's, again, in quotation marks, uh, were the time during the pandemic, you know, where sometimes we just all stay on a little bit longer and just see how, how we all were doing and what we were doing and, um, you know, that kind of stuff, because I mean, uh, that was what we could do on a Thursday night really. And then sometimes Meredith would come in and have a drink and, and, um, uh, you know, uh, well, Phil and I were here and my husband would come in and we would just all sit down and have a drink after the show. Cause what else were we doing? Uh, uh, and those were wonderful times. Paul so. did say, I'd love to continue working with Reese when she's ready. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you you have he he'll hang around for you, Reese. And you're going to believe me, Reese needs him because her techno, technical abilities are zero. I refuse to do technology <laughs> <laughs> and Philip would do all of it. And so I just I, you know, I, I had also connected with Paul and just said, you know, when I come back, I need you because I I don't even I mean, I do know how to do it, but I just really do not want to do it and have always said I wouldn't do it. And and Phil did all of it. So I was like, you know, I need you to do the tech part. I can't I can't think about that. So, um, yeah. And again, it's the the community and family that we are here and, and it, it really is. So I'll be back guys just uh give me give me a couple weeks just to get my sea legs and and make some plans and glenn and i'll work together um and we'll make it happen so um yeah well we're i wanted to i got a message from somebody that's been a supporter and really made this show possible from the beginning and that was karen at kentucky performance products she's been a sponsor of the show since you guys started pretty much um, and you became friends with her, and I mean, she's had mm-hmm. her horses at your house, and I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, we're all friends. Again, this is a, you know, family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she sent this message over, and if I can get through this, it'll be a miracle. You, you can do it. All right. The staff at Kentucky Performance Products were deeply saddened to hear about the loss of, uh, of their dear friend, Philip Parks. Losing someone as knowledgeable and passionate as Phil is a great loss to the equestrian community and to all of those whose lives were touched by his expertise and compassion. It was a pleasure working with Phil, and he will be missed. Phil will be remembered for his passion, depth of knowledge, and positive influence he's had on those he's worked with. His legacy will live on through countless lives he's touched and the love and respect he had for horses. We can only imagine the profound sense uh, of loss Phil's wife Meredith and his family must be experiencing. Our thoughts and prayers are with them and all his fans at the Horse Radio Network during this challenging time. Thank you, Karen. 
Thank you, Karen. Well written. You know, the one thing that is nice, and this leads into how we want to end the show, was maybe yeah. with some laughs, because yeah. Phil, you <laughs> know Phil the dressage yeah. guy. You didn't know Phil the quirky guy. So we're going to get into a little <laughs> bit about that. But yeah. but I wanted to mention that the one nice thing about doing what, well, I'll go into some of the stats here, doing what he did for 11 years is he left his knowledge with the world. You know, so many of us pass away and uh, there's nothing written down. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing recorded. He has 11 years of shows recorded, giving his expertise on something that he was so passionate about. So the nice part is we can all benefit forever from Phil. We can. We yep. can. Yeah. So a little bit about, uh, we, we, we found out how you met him. Um, yeah. And your first appearance, believe it or not, on the Dressage Radio Show was not as a host, was as a guest, August 1st of 2009. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, you were a guest <laughs> on the show when it first started. I didn't know that either until I did some research. Uh, May 31st of 2012 was your first episode. Mm-hmm. So that's when you started. Phil hosted mm-hmm. for the first time in June. So you're right. It was about a month later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I said, oh, he can't continue this. He's terrible. And then you said, give him a chance. <laughs> give him a chance. He's really, actually really cool. And 11 yeah, years later. Like, what is wrong with you? I was like, can you please just loosen up, man? Gosh. He was pretty stiff. <laughs> he was so stiff. It's really quite funny. I haven't, I, I haven't listened to it. I, I don't. I, funny enough, we actually don't listen to the shows once we do. No, that. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, they so. they go and and they go with with our producer. A lot of times, either with Glenn. Glenn was with us for a long time, long time. and then got rid of us. I think we bored yeah, him enough. Just and now, dressage over and over every week. <laughs> now Paul, who doesn't know much about horses, but he knows a lot about dressage, <laughs> <laughs> and we would always laugh about that. So uh, yeah, once they go, we don't hear them anymore. Um, Phil, you know, Phil has hosted. 568 episodes over 11 years. Wow. Now, the average podcaster does seven episodes and quits. <laughs> Only, I would say, you know, you and Phil at 11 years, you're in the top 10th of a percent of yeah. all podcasters because nobody makes it that long. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, there's very few. Probably you could count 100 or 200 podcasts out of the 4 million who have been on that long. Uh, Dressage Show is consistently the third most listened to show in the network, which there's 30 shows. So think yeah. about that. A show about dressage. <laughs> <laughs> Says a lot yeah. about the hosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we always say, you know, when I do keynote speeches and things, the first thing I put up there on the screen is they come for the content, they stay for the hosts. So yeah. I I don't know if you noticed how many people said, especially in the auditor room, said, I don't ride dressage, but I've listened for Reese and Philip. That yeah. says a lot. It does. And I think, too, we, the, our unique partnership was um, they were both trainers. I mean, literally, our day job is, is horse training. And so we can answer a lot of questions for people um, that, that are training-based. And what was also cool is we always had people asking us questions, which, um, so we would really try to do, we do a weekly trainer tip on the show and we really tried to do those weekly trainer tips ourselves. Sometimes we grab from people, but if you notice the, the ones that are asked questions, we tried to do, uh, and that was pretty cool, you know? And so you really got to learn or can learn a lot about our training style. And Phil and I were really similar, but I will tell a funny story and everybody will hear about, remember legal gate. And this one's funny. I even, I even told Meredith, you tell him I'm right. 
I'm taking this one all the way. But Phil and I, that was the one disagreement. We literally had to stop and have a full on discussion. I think I was around during that. I remember that. Yeah. And we were like, cut, which means like, hey, we got to. You two were actually getting heated. Yeah. We got pretty. I mean, we still, I can feel my blood boil on this one. And I know he's up there like, uh uh, you're wrong. We had to agree to disagree. And that was literally over the 11 years. That was it. That was the only thing. I mean, we would tweak things a little bit here or there, but we totally disagreed on this. And I, I feel like I'm still right. I think <laughs> he's up there talking to dressage masters now, finding out. He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, yeah. oh yeah, let's let's send it to. We're sending her a message. There's probably going to be this <laughs> random book that shows up on my doorstep, you know. Um, but yeah, he he felt like he, uh, I because I I feel like I'm right. Um, with I feel like you sit in the in the direction of travel, and uh, so if you're going leg yielding from right to left, you sit on the left seat bone, and Phil would say you'd sit on the right seat bone and drive your right seat bone to the left. Um, and so, yeah, so, but it's funny because he and I both researched it and came back with like actual research the next week. I was like, oh, I'm going to show him. And he's like, I'm going to show her. And we both didn't know. And I was like, hey, in this book, blah, blah, blah. And he had it too. So actually, technically, we're both right because there's two different ways, schools of thought. So uh, we did have to agree, agree to disagree on that one. But that was our one funny. For well, you sure. know, every married couple has their disagreements. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still right. <laughs> In the last 90 days, 8,400 different people have listened to the show. Um, in 36 countries, believe, and you know, you've never seen this. Uh, the U.S. is first. Australia was your number two. Yeah. And then yeah. Canada, and then the U.K., and then New Zealand. Um, wow. So Australia was number two, and Australia is number two for a lot of our shows, actually. I thought it would have been Canada in your case, because he's from Canada. Yeah, from but, Canada. Gosh, yep. that's crazy. <clears throat> and I, I, I've literally got messages from all over the world, Scotland and England, and because um, Phil's parents were English, so are, are English. Um, so, yeah, we. I mean, it was truly amazing. Yeah, our listenership, truly well, let's get into something that I still am blown away about because <laughs> I, I, this just blows my mind. Yeah. So, so when I first met, Phil is so quiet and unassuming and yeah. just Phil, right? And yeah. and then I found out the that you guys went to Vegas together, yes, you and your we husband, were and the World Cup. he and Meredith, yeah. and yep. you went to a freaking rave. And I'm like, yeah. what? Who <laughs> dragged like, who what? to a rave? Oh, and no, you were, no, you got to no, explain this. Yeah, so Phil and Meredith love raves, and they it actually. Just blows my mind. I know Meredith's know, so quiet funny. and unassuming too. I know it's so, and they loved it, and so um, they actually went to Belgium uh, in August. So Phil got back, and then I got back um, from Europe. Like we basically sort of got back. Like I got back, and I, and he got back, and then I we did a couple shows. I think in one day, and then I left to go horse shopping. I was just horse shopping. They were actually went over for for a music festival, and they would go all over for music festivals. Uh, but we did. We went to see David Guetta, and I've never been to a rave. Actually, I've never been. It wasn't really my scene. But we saw David Guetta in Vegas, and it was so fun. Uh, we stayed up all night, um, literally all night. Isn't that so a requirement excited. at a rave? Right. That's yeah. quite kind of a requirement. <laughs> you know, we got back, and um, yeah, it was it was super fun, but. Um, you know, we just did events all over um, that, again, I would never have dreamed of when you asked me to do this um, in 20 in 2012, I would never have thought. So Phil and I, um, he came to the wagon 2010 just to visit us. And then we covered uh, the wagon try on. We covered the Pan American Games in Canada. We went to the World Cup in Omaha and Las Vegas. 
actually we had a really good time in Omaha. We had a really good time everywhere we went. Um, you know, we, we did the Omaha, there's an art museum there and we went to the zoo. Um, and we stayed at, uh, I think it's the double tree with the cookies and I'll never forget. Phil loves the cookies. I mean, by the end of the week, the girl knew us and she was like, Hey Phil, here's your cookie. And he's like, I may come back later. And she's like, okay. And, and we, there was this cookie bus that would drive around and Phil was like chasing the cookie bus at one point to get us on. Yeah. I mean, he, he, like sweets, didn't he? he loves sweets and he loved, and you asked me like what his favorite alcohol was. And I was like, all uh, of them. All of them. I was like, gosh, I've, I've drunk, drunk beer. I've drunk. He loved bourbon. So he and Travis, he would come and, and they would, they would, you know, drink the same, bur- you know, they would go bourbon tasting. I'll never forget. He came down to help me at the U S finals. And I can't remember what year. See, I'm, I'm really bad with dates. Travis could probably remember, but I tried to get some of them down. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to forget. But they went bourbon tasting. And I was like, I'm telling you too, if he doesn't get back here to coach me on time, <laughs> not drunk. <laughs> and they did, they got back and Philip was dressed and, and he wore, he wore, um, he, he wore a tie. I mean, he looked really, really lovely to coach me at the national finals. And uh, so he would come and coach and hang out. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he really, truly was so much fun. Uh, I am drinking at a coffee, um, a tea actually out of a mug that we got together and it said ride or die and it's a unicorn. And he and I sometimes would be like, get your ride or die mug. Uh, and we picked it up at the WEG and Meredith was like, what are you two doing? We're like, we're riding or dying uh, unicorns. So I had to pull that out. Um, cause I thought he would get a kick out of it. So, um, and then we went to their wedding. This is another really funny story. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, and at the time, we had a wonderful Newfoundland who I think probably met her Uncle Phil um, upstairs uh, for sure. But it was called the Goofy Newfie. And uh, so, and, and our dog was a Newfoundland. So he and Annie got along great. And he was always like, how's my Goofy Newfie? <laughs> and we would go to this bar. It was like their local bar in the town that they lived. And, and it snowed the morning of their wedding. And I texted Phil, I'm like, is the wedding going to happen? I'm from Kentucky. Yeah, and, yeah. In Florida. <laughs> and he's like, you're an idiot. It's Canada. <laughs> like, of course we're getting married. I was like, I just want to make sure there was not going to cancel or anything. This would have been really bad. So they, so he was they were married like, less than 10 years then, right? Or uh, 10 years? I think they were married 11, okay. 10, 11. Oh gosh. I'm again, I'm, a, I'm really bad with dates. They were married around 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, 10, 11 years. Yeah. And they, they met were, they at college, if I remember him saying right. it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They met at college and Phil, um, well, Phil was the coach, the equestrian team coach. That's right. Of Meredith. That's right. Of her team. So that's how they met. So we always tease them because it was scandalous. So. <laughs> <laughs> we always tease them. But they were they were together a long time. And uh, we had not started the show. Travis and I got married in 2006. So I, he, I remember going to the conference and everybody cheering for our wedding. So we had just gotten married when, when, right when I met Phil about a year later. So he didn't actually come to our wedding, but we got married a long time ago. So, so yeah, there's some things about Phil that you may not have known. Uh, (laughs) The music thing is the thing. It's still the thing that blows Jennifer and I away because it's so, it's so just out of what you would even imagine. So out of it. And (laughs) they loved it. I mean, they, I mean, he wasn't covered in tattoos or nothing. No, 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 no. You would never have noticed. And and actually that was the last time we saw in person, actually, we were at Margaritaville <laughs> and he wanted to go to Margaritaville. Like he had, I guess um, he was like, oh, I stayed up all night on Black Friday just to get these rooms at, at Margaritaville. And I was like, what? In Florida? 
in Florida. Yeah. So we went, yeah. And so our last in person, uh, we were drinking margaritaville and margarita. And he had his his Hawaiian shirt on, which is <laughs> really funny because Phil like always wore blue. And we're always like, come on, Phil, let's change the color. <laughs> and he was always in blue. Well, you know and, what's yeah. funny is uh, I remember him in Hawaiian shirts because I went on a cruise with him. Yep. And I was like, I need to wear an Hawaiian shirt to his celebration because he would love it. He would love that. He I'm not sure anybody it. else would get it, but Phil would yeah. get it. <laughs> he would get it. He would get Meredith it. would probably get it too. She would get it too. She would get it too. So we're gonna oh, miss gosh, him. Guys. We're gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him every day, you know. Um yeah, you just can't can't replace a friendship like that. But um again, wow, five hundred and sixty eight episodes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll never do a show without him, but man, it was a fun ride. And so I'm glad we have an angel in heaven and and he'll be watching out for us. And he watched out for me here. So oh, I'm so thankful he's up there because I, I need him for sure. We uh, I wanted to end with a song. I, <clears throat> I Get your tissues out, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so there's this guy we know named Jared Rogerson, who's a singer and he was a rodeo uh, guy. He rode Bronx and stuff. And he he's a great musician. I met him actually this year for the first time. Spent a couple of days with him. Um, we bunked in the same house actually in California. <laughs> and uh, he did a song called "Peace, Love, and Horses," and that's what Phil was all about. Yeah. Um, and so I'm dedicating this to Meredith and Phil, and we'll end the show yeah. this way. And Reese will be back. It, it it's, there's going to be a break. Um, yeah. And then when she comes back, when the coast, it's going to be different. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be different. And uh, it'll just be, it'll be new and it'll be exciting because Reese is here. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll try and keep it exciting for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll have the banter I had with Phil, but yeah. And I, uh, it will be hard for me. I, but I'm really coming back, honestly, for you all because everyone has been such a huge part of my life. And I'm so thankful. So thank you all. We're all thinking about you. I think we're all hurting together and and I'm I'm thankful for you all so
Chris Ledoux and that song that he sang About two books with different covers But the pages are the same As certain as a river in the spring Still a deal with a handshake That's her philosophy She can rope and ride And she likes hanging out with me She believes that love Is the one thing that can't change anything And she loves me And that's the part that gets me She's all about peace Love horses and me 